Welcome, celebrating our connection with our pets, 1-866-405-8405. An amazing show today, I see quite the lineup. I see that uh, I see that we have results, DNA results. <laughs> I think this is an old lineup here you gave me, Judy. What? DNA results for Ladybug yes. and Studio Stunt Dog. This is the final one. No, it's one. real this, this is, time, honest. This well. is the third one. This is the blood test, and this is it. Well, we've been doing this for what? About a year? Seriously. Least, yeah. We started this in September of last year, trying to figure out, and we've done three different uh, breed identification tests on our Studio Stunt Dog. Thinking it was a Chihuahua. We got it back. Yeah. It's official. We know what she is. Okay. Yes. Did it actually come up to a breed that is known to mankind? Yes, it does. And, and they're small breeds, which is along the line. Okay. That makes more is. sense than, you know, coming back that she was a great Pyrenees, because that was just f- up. Yeah. Hey, did you guys hear Michael Jackson died? Did he really? What's WSPA? The World Society for the Protection of Animals. They have these cool things where you can volunteer for these vacations that can be free. And you can Ooh. go to Australia and work at work with koalas. You can go to Botswana and work, have a veterinary venture. Or you can uh, go to Greece and work on the Stray do- Dog Project. These are things you can volunteer. And normally they don't cost you anything. They, you have free room and board. You just sometimes have to pay to get there. And then you can work with all these great organizations. Oh, they're going to be on the show today? That is so cool. Oh, yeah. There's all- It's like the hostel version of, you know, hostel H-O-S-S-T. I know. We know what you meant. Exactly. It's so cool. Seriously, but like more fun. And you didn't have to pay the two bucks for the filthy room and the, you know, bed bug infested mattress. Yeah. And you want to work with bears. I mean that in the nicest possible yeah, way. there's a place to work with bears or monkeys or elephants. You pick what animal you want and you go to that location. Do they have a bathroom? Uh, it doesn't say. Maybe. I have issues. Yeah. You'll have I to go potty outside. Yeah. yeah. I don't do that. what bears do outside. In the the hole in the ground you have to... No. Oops. Whoops. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. I'm all tangled up. I've got wires everywhere. Hello. Hello. Hi, who's this? This is Susie. Hi, Susie. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. What's on your mind? Well, I had a dog, a Cocker Spaniel, for 18 years, and I had to put her down last month. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I had her since she was five weeks old, and I have some friends that are upset with me because I had her cremated, and had, I'm having the remains sent to me. Huh? Yeah. Why does that upset it, them? Well, they're thinking that, you know, a dog is a dog, and I'm saying, no, a dog is not a dog. When you take the responsibility of an animal, it's like your child. I'm a, I'm a pet lover. I always been one, and I didn't care what it was going to cost. You know, I wanted her after she died. Yeah, I don't understand what your friend's qualm is about. We have uh, uh, many of our animals have, have been cremated, and I like it because we can take people, them with us. People do it with humans, too. Well, yeah, this is true. My sister passed away, and uh, she was cremated, and I had to bring her remains back with me. I'm a truck driver, and she passed away in Florida, and I had her remains with me for, gosh, three weeks before I even got old. Mm. And... um I'm not home yet, but uh, when I get home, I live in Iowa, um, I'm going to be picking up 
Casey, and I'm going to have a picture of her on her box so that I can have her with me all the time. So were they upset because you cremated, or were they upset because the money you spent to do this? The money that I spent. Oh. You know, they said, you could have put that towards something else or, or what, and I go, no. No, I think I did the right choice. Yeah, that's that, that's a personal choice, yes, Susan. It is. That's a personal choice, and I think you made a good choice there. And if you're a truck driver, it's great because you can have your dog or anybody that does this can have their animal with them after they passed right there, sitting with you in the maybe right yeah. there on the dashboard with you, always traveling with you. Hey, don't laugh. That's what we do with uh, Hoover. Yes, is it one, Hoover? Of, one of our cats. We have a little ceramic cat that we put her remains in because she was gold. We have a little gold ceramic cat that we have on our dashboard that holds her remains, so she travels everywhere. With She's us. in the front of the Alpha dog broadcast vehicle, so she's with us whenever we do a remote or an yes. event. So, yeah, more power to you, Susie. You go, girl. Uh, well, thank you very much. Have a good day. one 405 8405 This is Animal Radio. Is that as loud in your headphones as it is yes. in mine today? Yes, turn Damn. Oh, oh, it sounds good. Gosh. Uh, stayed out too late. Guys are old. Yes, we're very old. I will Turn down that music. Get off my lawn. one 405 8405 It's funny that you say that because I was just about to tell this kid next door he has the pig on our lawn. A brand new pig. He got it about three weeks ago. It brings it over onto our lawn to take a... To go to the bathroom. To, yes. Yeah, to make a deposit. That's not nice. Yeah. If you have to curb your dogs, you have to curb your pigs. You should. You should have to curb your pigs, too. I'm not going to yell at him like an old guy, though. I'll tell you that right now. Throw yeah. a water balloon at him. That's You're, what I'd do. You have a, a pole that you Kids can... Kids never come on my lawn. Why is that? <laughs> I got a really good arm. <laughs> I see that uh, with your good arm, you're working on a news story over there, uh, a survey where you're talking. We love, go uh, ahead, we love Associated Press because they do great polls. They really do. We love AP polls. And we mean that from the bottom of our hearts when we say that. You know, a lot of people say we love AP polls. You don't feel the genuineness from it, but we really Mm -hmm. mean it when we say that. We're being sincere. Uh, <laughs> and mostly because this one is right up our alley. Well, they talk about, about uh, pets in bed. Well, not just pets in bed, but also you know how we regard our furry friends. But it's interesting, the pets that are allowed to sleep in the bed and the ones that are not. Now, do you allow uh, any pets in your bed? I have two kitties that own the bed. Let's put it this way. They let me sleep in it. Yeah, I, I know how that goes. That's how about you, Judy? Yes, my cats take over the bed and allow me to sleep. I have to curl up and let them have the large mm-hmm. part of yeah, it. Yeah, you I don't want to move corner. around a lot. No, you don't. You don't want to disturb <laughs> them. See, I think most people allow their pets in bed, and of course, Vlade says you shouldn't do that. But you know, when I got uh, Ladybug, I started her off in a crate, and now she sleeps in a crate. She doesn't sleep in the bed with me. Hmm. She likes It depends go- on how you... Yeah, but how you raise them and train them. It's it's just like kids. Yeah, when I tell her it's time to go to bed, she looks forward to it. And I mean, I can't open the door to her crate Aww. fast enough. She crawls in there with her little stuffed animal and curls up, and she's a happy camper. Ladybug's smaller than my cats. Oh, yeah, half the size. <laughs> you roll over. Yeah, I'm afraid I probably hurt her. Let us know if your pets are allowed in your bed at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We ended the show last week with Vlade reading some email oh, about a couple that wanted to have a, a moment, an intimate moment, mm-hmm. but the dog was there. What do you do with a dog? Do you allow the uh, pets in bed, and what about that special moment? one 405 8405 Tell us now. You can get him a little tag that says, I like to watch. <gasps> Hi, who's this? Hey, Hal, this is Steve. Hey, Steve, how you doing? 
I'm doing good. How are you doing there, Judy? I'm doing fine, Steve. Thank you for asking. Where are you? That's good. Uh, actually, I'm going through Illinois right now. I'm a truck driver. Okay. And I was just listening, and I heard a gentleman talking. He wanted to get a, a playmate for his cat, and he was looking for a kitten. And I agree 100% with going to the shelters and, and adopting there. Another thing I always see is you always see a lot of them in the paper for free. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, a lot of times, yeah, they might be able to get them all at home. And if not, they may take them to the shelter or they may not and just let them loose. I, I'd always, I always like looking in the paper first. You can always get a good quality kit in that way. And it'll save one from possibly just getting let go and being becoming a feral cat. Yeah, you know, you can go and, you know, my thing is if you get one in the paper, you go over there and you look at these kittens, they have a litter, you might be able to educate the guardian on how to prevent this from happening in the future because if they just keep having litter after litter and give them away, they don't know what to do. You can kind of educate them as you take that kitten at the same time to spay that mother. Okay. That's right. So check your paper out, too. And then even if you go and do that, still go to the shelter and give them a donation. Help them out. Help them locally. Your local shelter always needs your help. You know, you always get these solicitations from uh, the Humane Society or the ASPCA, these big national organizations. Mm -hmm. The people that really need your help are your local shelter. And if it's not money, you can uh, donate time. If you have books, maybe they're doing a book drive if, or uh, an auction sometime in the year. Most shelters do to raise money. There's all kinds of ways to yeah, help Yeah, before you throw out those old blankets that are a little worn out or towels, they can always use those type of items as well. I'm lucky enough in the city I live in, they have a space shuttle. A space and, shuttle? Yes. What wow. is that? Great big old RV, and that's where they do free spay and neutering. Cool. And they, tat- they tattoo, and they also microchip. Mm. Who sponsors that? Uh, it's by the uh, Young Williams Animal Center in Knoxville, Tennessee. Wow, good. Kudos to them. That's where we've taken all three of our dogs. And, yeah, you get put on a waiting list. It took us two months to get in there with our last one. But uh, all they ask for is a donation. So we usually give them a couple big bags of cat food, cat litter, some dog food, and usually kick in some money on top of it. Sure, sure. Steve, how many animals do you have? We have three. We have a, a Boston Terrier, a Frenchton, and a French Bulldog. Mm, okay, and do you let them in the bed with you? Do you let them sleep with you? <laughs> of course. Okay. They take up the whole bed anyways, as small as they are. Uh, no, they let you sleep in the bed with them. Yeah, I get one edge, the girlfriend gets the other edge. <laughs> Very good. Steve, thank you so much for calling today. We appreciate it. one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming at you again with another party animal segment. I was actually visiting a friend of mine in New York not too long ago, I, uh, actually shooting uh, a TV series in New York recently. If you'd like to check that out, by the way, feel free to go over to uh, VinniePen.com, and it's Vinnie, V-I-N-N-I-E-P-E-N-N.com want to check out what else I'm up to outside of the party animal segments, shooting a TV series called That's What He Said. Uh, some of the episodes are, are up on the website. And I got together with a buddy of mine I haven't seen for a while, took his big old dog for a walk down to one of those dog runs. Kilgore is the dog's name, by the way. 
And uh, I'd never been really to a dog run before. And my buddy's doing the whole New York thing of, you know, you can meet girls. And, man, the girls I meet down here and this and that. But he kind of, you know, he kept Kilgore, you know, really kind of close to him. Uh, said he doesn't play all that well with other dogs. Sometimes, you know, he's, sometimes he can, sometimes he doesn't, whatever. Uh, but it was all about him. It was all about the girls he could meet down there. And there were some good-looking girls down there at the dog run with their little dogs and their medium-sized dogs, their beagles running around. But I thought, what about Kilgore, man? This is where he should be hooking up. Doesn't he get a chance? I mean, it's a dog run. It's not a nightclub. But my boy couldn't understand that. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I didn't get the dog to pick up girls. I'm just saying that dog run is a great place to meet girls. Yeah, it's also a great place for your dog to meet another dog. I'm not talking about, you know, impregnating another dog and, and having one of those moderately horrific dog humping another dog scenes in front of everyone situations but good lord it is the dog run that is the nightclub for dogs am i wrong kilgore really just didn't get to do much other than you know run around in a circle a couple of times catch a frisbee once or twice and then every time he even eyed a sweet looking rottweiler or, or doberman pincher on the other side of the uh, the the grassy knoll that they had there or whatever the little stretch of grass they had there um, my buddy Rich just said, Kilgore, get over here now. And it's like, let him talk, dude. Let him sniff. Let's see what his opening sniff is. Let's see what his come on sniff is. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Adrian Smith, and I'm on Animal Radio. Please, don't chain your dogs for life. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, this is Bill Harp. Every year, millions of animals wander away from home, and tragically, most are never reunited with their family. Now there's a way to help a stray animal find its way home. It's called Pets 911. Simply call 1-888-PETS-911 and do your part to help ensure a better future for our animal friends. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voice. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a non-profit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog, 
visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, everywhere you go. Animal Radio. My turn. Animal Radio. Not yet. Right now. Right. It's Animal Radio. Welcome. Celebrating our connection with our pets. one 405 8405 An amazing show today, I see. Quite the lineup. I see that uh, I see that we have results, DNA results. <laughs> I think this is an old lineup here you gave me, Judy. What? DNA results for Ladybug yes. Studio Stunt Dog. This is the final one. No, it's one. real this, this is, time, honest. This oh. is the third one. This is the blood test, and this is it. Well, we've been doing this for what? About a year? Seriously. Least, yeah. We started this in September of last year, trying to figure out, and we've done three different uh, breed identification tests on our Studio Stunt Dog. Thinking it was a Chihuahua. Results have come back with the blood test, and this yes. is the final, the final My test. final answer. Final <laughs> Test that is this your final answer? This is it. Yes. And of course, we Seriously. all have a monopoly money up at uh, up at stake there. Which we, we don't. I even think know. the monopoly money is now out of date. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know where it is yeah. anymore. I think we've lost. You uh, spent it on Twinkies, didn't you, Hal? I did. Yeah, I think so. What do you got coming up in the news? You know, we have yet another explanation for crop circles. This one from the land of the Tasmanian devil. I kid you not. From down under, I'll have all the details coming up in the news. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Butterscotch, a 14-year-old tabby, started out his life living on the streets of South Burlington, Vermont. But now he spends his day at a posh hotel, often sleeping on a leather chair in front of a fireplace. Patrick Benner adopted Butterscotch from the Humane Society eight years ago and was surprised to learn what his cat was up to. According to the staff at Hawthorne Suites, Butterscotch shows up every day at 7 a.m. and leaves at 6, almost like he's coming in for work. He sometimes lounges on the front desk or escorts the new arrivals with their bags. Luckily, it's a pet-friendly hotel. Repeat guests sometimes ask if that cat's still there when they make reservations, and Butterscotch frequently gets high marks on guest comment cards. Owner Benner says he believes Butterscotch must have lived the high life in one of his past cat lives. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. The whole family is here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical question. How are you doing today, Doc? Hey, I'm doing better, feeling much better here. 
<laughs> just a little bit under the weather, but you're doing better. Yeah, a little rundown. But you know what? We start talking pets, and that gets me excited and gets me feeling good. That's what I do. If I'm ever in a bad mood, I'll actually come down to work and work a lot. Throw myself into work, and it makes me feel much better. Being around it's all, all animals. Yeah. yeah. Who can't look into those little brown eyes and just feel better, and they're playing, and you watch them. So it's such a great feeling. one 405 8405 We'll go to the phones in just a, in just a second. We also have Lottie. Is he... He's, he's putting his drink together, as yes. usual, about this time. Mm-hmm. Body the world-famous uh, Russian dog wizard, uh, Vinny Penn, uh, who now wants a half-hour segment on the show. <laughs> he's saying he won't come on anymore unless he gets a half-hour segment. Find out more a little later on today. Animal communicator, Joy Turner, uh, Susan Sims, Bobby. Uh, and I believe we have the final, the final results for... Ladybug, the studio stunt chihuahua. What kind of dog is she? The DNA Drum roll. Yeah. is back. We know who her daddy is. And that's all on today's show. Okay, we have Gene on the phone. Hi, Gene. How are you doing? Oh, hey, great, great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Do you allow your pets in bed? Do we allow our pets in bed? Yes. Oh, boy. Is this on the radio somewhere? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, Vlade says you shouldn't allow your pets in bed, and I allow my oh. cat in bed, and Judy allows her pets in bed. Dr. Debbie won't do it. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I should ask you a question. If you allowed your cats in bed and it sneezed on you, who's in trouble? You oh, or the cat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel your pain. Yeah. How can we help you today? Well, um... Uh, we haven't had, I haven't had a, a household pet for about 20-some years, and my wife uh, surprised and brought home a little kitty last week. And, you don't uh, sound like a kitty guy. No, I wasn't a kitty guy, but I, I don't know what it is about this one, but uh, I'm not used to cats being so, you know, friendly and follow you around just like having a dog, really. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a dog cat. It's, it's a special breed that is out there. They are wonderful. Yes. What cat? What's that? Oh, we, uh, dog dog, dog, we have one of those that will actually play with the dog because he thinks he's a dog. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if she thinks she's a dog, but she, she's doing good. And, and naturally, now I'm getting into her, her care. And uh, she has a couple She has a couple times coughed up some clear phlegm, and that's our only concern. We, are, we, we got her from a reliable source. She had her shots. and. You know, and mm-hmm. they, they made a sign of paper. We wouldn't leave her, leave her out, let her go outside or anything. So, you know, uh-huh. and how old is she? Um, how old is this cat? About ten. My wife's name is Debbie too, Doctor Debbie. So. Awesome. About ten, ten weeks. How old? She's ten weeks. Okay, and she's in good health, other than that spitting up. Yeah, yeah. She seems so. She, you know, she cats sleep a lot. I mean, I assume, but she she is alone for. Uh, a portion of the day for maybe about four or five hours, but she and she's sleeping now. But she seems to be, you know, jumping around and she uses her litter box and you know it's kind of amazing, really. I thought I thought it'd be a big hard <laughs> thing to get her to use the litter. You're box. in love with the cat, admit Aww. it. Uh, He's I, a yeah, convert, I, I, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I am. I have to admit it. It was. I, I, this is the prettiest cat I've ever seen, for one thing, and it's like... Uh, about the coughing thing, you're concerned about yeah. that, and, and tell me yeah. about what context it's happening. Is it after she's eating, or...? It's not after she's eating, I guess. It just seems like... It seems to be at night, though, I think. Two times that we're at night, and she just start kind of, like, convulsing a little bit, and then she cough up some some phlegm. And it was a cough? A lot. Yeah. Well, it was Wasn't a sneeze... Well, she did sneeze a couple of times, but that was the, that it was a she was a cough. So I'm, I'm talking. Excuse me, I'm talking. My wife is here. She should have. She's got the <laughs> details better than I do. But 
No cough, no coughing. I'm sorry. Just, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to describe, I guess, but her body was, well, like she was trying to cough something up, you know. I almost okay. thought, like, the cat, cat scare high off hairballs and stuff. I don't know. Absolutely. And that was going to be my first thing is that, you know, she's young to have hairballs, but because of that cat constant grooming behavior and they've got that tongue that has just those hair grabbers that basically ingest hair, um, hairballs are a common cause of that occasional cough kind of vomit type episode. Sometimes a hair comes up and not every case does it always come up. So if you're a cat owner that finds those frequent little um, pleasant gifts, whether they're hair or just a little bit of phlegm, that's usually a sign that we need to up our grooming um, practices. So brushing her is definitely very, very important. It'll help loosen that hair. And, you know, she's a little young yet, but we may even want to consider some of the hairball remedies, some of the petroleum-based um, products that help to move that hair through the digestive tract. And, you know, if we're really good with grooming and we have a good quality diet, there's no reason that you have to deal with this, but every effort you can make to fight the old hairball problem will be advantage there. So if, if she's in good health otherwise and you're not really seeing true vomiting, you're not seeing coughing, sneezing, a congested I kitty. Sneezing. I, did, I did get sneezing a couple of times, but I mean a couple of sneezes out of a cat, I guess there's nothing. How's the poop? Yeah. How's the what? How's the poop? <laughs> uh, Who it, wants the poop we, we have our litter box. And, uh, we're going to move it eventually, but we've put it pretty close. And I was commenting that, uh, you know, I got the, I did uh, get the job of cleaning the box the first time. So I did notice mm-hmm. that there there's qu- plenty in there and, and it smells. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the normal normal smell of cat poop and then there's the abnormal and I would definitely look at the consistency so if the poops are solid they're they're easy to pick up and scoop then they're probably okay and you're dealing with the average just stanky uh, cat poop kind of thing but uh, it sounds like you know you're off to the right start here and you know the occasional sniffle or sneeze in a cat isn't a problem unless that's a more uh, ongoing problem so if you hear one sneeze a day two sneezes i'm not bothered by that um especially if it's after they exit the litter box because a lot of kitties will be a little sniffly or sneezy after that so i I think you're doing okay there i maybe up your grooming um efforts a little bit defense i mean we've got we bought her a little uh, uh, there's a brush here and rather than petting her she loves this brush i mean she loves it i mean we've been doing we've been petting her a lot uh, with that brush so i don't know the brush has got hair and it's yeah uh, gene welcome to the cat world you are definitely (laughs) fully uh transformed over to the feline lover (laughs) <laughs> well, we love taking kitty calls, and, and thank you so much for, for joining us and being a listener. This is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call or email me at docdebbie at animalradio.com. This hour brought to you by Debt Settlement USA. Hey, seriously, guys, I want to talk just a second about this. I'm going to give you a number in just just a second. We're all having financial troubles now, and there's there's a dime a dozen companies out there that say they can help you. And I want to tell you about Debt Settlement USA. Frankly, my credit card debt is a little out of control, too. 1-888-551-7788. It's Debt Settlement USA. Are you writing this down, Bobby? I want to make sure you have this number, too. You if- know, that's not even subtle, Hal. Thanks. <laughs> I know we're one eight eight. We're all in trouble now. A lot of everyone I talk to, at least one out of five. You know, if you're in the radio business, occasionally mm-hmm. use your credit cards. And you have to. If there's trouble with work, you know, you you use those mm-hmm. credit cards. 
then you have to pay those back, I just found out. And you need some help. If you need help, give Debt Settlement USA a call. The number is 1-888-551-7788. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Hi, this is Michelle Stafford from The Young and Restless on Animal Radio. And remember, bay and neuter your pets. Oh, what did he say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I have to practice saying. Uh, wait, where is it? It's that big infectious word that I have to say. It's first. Okay. Methicillin resistance Staphylococcus aureus. Very good. Very good. I will not be able to say that during the newscast. Methicillin resistance Staphylococcus aureus. Very good. I need to. Judy, don't pressure me like that, okay? <laughs> okay. Don't do that. Judy. Jeez. Okay. I didn't say what, anything. Cal does not respond to pressure. <clears throat> what time do we have what? Can you you see the clock right there. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. 11.30, Wags for Wishes. That was so fishy. I loved it. So we have six minutes, right, is what yes. you're saying? Yes. Before Wags for Wishes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yummy Doc got a newscast. <laughs> I just love it. Yes, see the clock right there? Well, I write it on a big chalkboard right in front of his face. I know. It just kills me. <laughs> this is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. A new study has revealed a disturbing link between staph infections and pets. In the Lancet Infectious Diseases Journal, doctors from the University of South Florida's College of Medicine say methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, or MRSA MRSA, can be passed between animals and humans. Infections from MRSA, along with other germs, happen in about 20% of animal bites. But British MRSA expert Mark Enright said in an BBC interview, the resulting infections caused by animal bites may not indicate just who passed the infection on to whom. Enright said, quote, MRSA can be on a person's skin, and as they get bitten, it goes inside, end quote. Bottom line, wash your hands. A recent poll shows beyond a doubt Americans view their furry friends as members of the family. Associated Press poll showed 50% of owners regarded their pets as members of the family. Single women who responded said 66% of them that they consider pets their family, while only 52% of single men would admit to that. (laughs) Poll also showed more families take Fido and Fifi on the road when they vacation, cats and dogs. Although cats seem to score higher in the sleeping quarters category, 
36% of cat owners let their feline share the bed, as opposed to only 29% of dog owners. I guess that means that the dogs are hogging the covers. <laughs> and did you know, this is a question for you, Hal, did you know the world's, half the world's legally produced opium crop comes from down under? Why are you asking Tasmania. <laughs> I'm just guessing you would know. Tasmania grows the poppies that are used to make painkillers like morphine and heroin. The object of safeguarding the poppy fields have come up in security discussions with the Attorney General of Tasmania, Laura Giddings. In one of the briefs, the AG of Tasmania found out wallabies like poppies. Uh-oh. Giddings said, quote, We have a problem with wallabies entering poppy fields, getting high as a kite, and going around in circles. We see crop circles in the poppy industry from wallabies that are high, end quote. And there is your crop circle explanation for the day. Wow. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Stoned Wallabies is the name of my new band. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. The whole family, at your beck and call, 1-866-405-8405. Bobby working on news over there, putting together your event schedule for the weekend. A lot of great things happening this weekend, huh? And you can take your dog with you. Well, of course. I mean, I wouldn't bring them up unless you could. That's well, of course. And we got one of them involves surfing with your dogs. This is in Huntington Beach. I love that. Huntington, the Surf and Paws Dog Jam. So it's it's California friendly. It's right there in Huntington Beach, and it benefits. That's This is what I like. Not only will you have fun, can win prizes, stuff like that. Orange County Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals benefits from you going out and having fun in the sun with your pooch. And in Marysville, Washington, Poochapalooza. By the way, if Do you, you love that name? I, I love it. If you're having an event in your town, we'd love to talk about it. Uh, give us a call or email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. Down in San Diego, the Make-A-Wish Foundation has uh, put together the uh, Wags for Wishes. And from Wags for Wishes, we have uh, Rachel Gershwin. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. We're very excited about the, the event this weekend. Tell us about the walk. Well, the Walk for Wishes took place this morning, and it is a fundraiser for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and it's a great route, sort of a little one-mile fun walk for families and dogs through the beautiful Otay Ranch Town Center. And it starts at the dog park that they have here and ends at Wags for Wishes. Mm. So what kind of events do you have going on this evening? Wags for Wishes, you know, it's a three-day event, so we're sort of in the middle of it, and um, we have all kinds of events going on. We have um, several competitions. We have a NADAC agility trial going on, a disc dogs competition, a splash dogs competition, a fly ball competition, um, an Australian Shepherd Club obedience and confirmation trials, and then we have some great events for anyone to try, like field lure coursing, um, which Luratix is running. We have a rally event, a freestyle event, canine good citizen testing, 
And in addition to that, we have some fun things that people can enter, like we're having today our Mutt Strut Doggy Fashion Show, and we have a dog owner look-alike contest tomorrow, so there's just <laughs> all kinds of great I love stuff those. for yes. serious competitors and just for anyone and their dog to come and try. Yeah, so if you look like your dog, you want to head on down for this. So. No, if your dog looks like you. Oh, yes. Yeah, you don't want to look like <laughs> That's your dog. How it works. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how that happens, but doesn't it seem like uh, <laughs> people start it's to... It's not a coincidence. <laughs> exactly. So that's going to be really fun, and we'll have some great prizes for first, second, and third, and that takes place tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Now, I wanted to mention that if you're doing the Surf and Paws today, this is going on tomorrow, too, the, the, the Wags for Wishes, so you can do hunting and beach today, then hand on down to San Diego tomorrow. Are there pet adoptions, I understand? Yes, we have our Pet Smart Adoption Pavilion. We have a bunch of adoption groups and uh, doing adoption. So there's lots of cute puppies down here. And yeah, we're open all day tomorrow from 9 to 5. Admission and parking are free. And so it's a great thing to come on down and check out and uh, maybe adopt a new puppy. And, of course, you can't say enough about the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Check out the website, wagsforwishes.com, wagsforwishes.com, and, of course, we'll link to it from animalradio.com. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, that clears another line for animal communicator Joy Turner. If you'd like to talk with her, 1-866-405-8405, or any one of the Dream Team, Dr. Debbie, Vlade, Vinny, Bobby, even Ladybug. Hi, Joy. Hello, Hal. How are you doing today? Doing very well. It seems like it's been ages since we've spoken to you. It does, doesn't it? Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Jason from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Very good. You are on with Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. How are you? Hi, Jason. I'm great. And who would you like to talk with today? Uh, I have a dog, Bodie. He's a boxer. And uh, let me give you a little background. About five months ago, uh, my wife and I had a baby. And um, he's really good with the baby. However, whenever I uh, leave to go to work in the morning, he, like, barricades the door and will not let me out of the house. And he only does it with me. So kind of curious what he's thinking. Okay, well, he first of all wants to say, hello, Dad. Right. And he wants to, you to know that he loves you very much. Was he your dog before your wife? Uh, no, we've both got them. We actually have two boxers, and the female doesn't do this at all. The uh, the male, it's just every morning when I go to work, he just won't let me leave the house. He, you know, nips at my my pant legs, and he he literally gets up on his hind legs and holds the door shut and just will not let me leave the house in the morning. Yes, and he says there's a very good, very logical reason for that, and I'm telling him, good, we'd like to know what that is. He says he understands that you're the father that uh-huh. you're like the um, the protector, the one that sort of gives direction, if you will, to the family. Okay. He feels like if you're not there, then that job has to fall to him. Really? Yes. He doesn't really want that job. <laughs> he thinks that you do a fine job of that job, and he really would appreciate it. For him, when you leave the house, when you physically leave, he doesn't really get the idea that you can still be those things without physically being present. I will talk to him about that, and I'm going to tell you the way that you can remind him of what I say, okay? Perfect. Okay, first of all, when you talk to him, you're going to talk slowly, and you're going to imagine pictures in your mind as much as you can about what you're saying. And the kind of thing you would want to say, not necessarily exactly like this, but following this general theory, is that you understand you're the protector and you're the director kind of of the family. You also understand that... 
he feels when you leave, your body leaves the house, that then that job falls to him. And what we want to explain to him is that even though your physical body is in a different physical location, your whole big energy of who you are still stays as the director and still stays as the instructor of the family. So you always have that job, and it never falls to him unless he wants it. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes absolute sense, and I can kind of actually see that in his uh, his personality, too. <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, I can kind of totally see him saying that back to me. Oh, good. And that's how you would just tell him that, is that even though, and you have to use the physical body because that's what he's cueing on, mm-hmm. and then talk to him about your other big energy, whatever you want to call that, um, really doesn't matter to him as long as you let him know that even though your body is somewhere else, the whole rest of you is still doing that same job. So he can't, he can't deal with the stress of being in charge for the day. <laughs> He's, well, he tries to, but he really doesn't want that job. He yeah. thinks his job is to be there and be happy and be funny. Right. And he can't be happy and be funny and, in his mind, be the instructor of the family, too. Well, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Good. Very good. Thank you so much, Jason, for calling. Hold on one second there. Joy, if someone wants to get in touch with you during the week to talk with you, how can they contact you? They can either call 425-867-1779 or they can go online to talkwithyouranimals.com or joyturner.com. They both go to the same place. And don't forget, you can get your Joy Turner fix at animalradio.com. We'll speak to you very soon again. Thanks very much, Hal. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, Call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog... At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Woof! 
It's Animal Radio. Last September, we got a brand new addition to the Animal Radio Studios. You actually went out and you got what you thought was a chihuahua. Yeah, I was looking for a chihuahua. I wanted a small dog. <laughs> it was like a chihuahua thing, you know? Hell, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I was against it. I said, no dogs. We have cats in the studio. We don't need to add any oh. dogs. Oh, they get along oh, great. But uh, you went out, you got it, and then it started to grow up, and it looked nothing like a chihuahua. So you no. decided you wanted to do one of these uh, DNA tests. And being in the business that you are, you're constantly bombarded by companies that have these DNA right. tests. So you figured, why not? It would probably be free for you. And I would try it. So I tried it, got one, and uh, we did a cheek swab, and uh, we came back with a papillon. The first one came back with uh, papillon and dachshund. Yeah, which, uh, which is a... Not a far reach, but yeah. But I could not see any dachshund in that cute little baby. Yeah. So I didn't. I thought that perhaps the sample got mixed up with someone else's because yeah. it didn't really did, act, did, react did, the confirmation of, of ladybug. It didn't match. We uh, we believe that uh, maybe Vlade had used the swab to mix his drink just prior to. <laughs> I told you guys that's not tea. Uh. So we uh, we went to the Global Pet Expo and we ran into another company. They had another one of these. Yeah, tests. so we did another cheek swab and we and? we came back with entirely different, completely results. different, completely different list of results. Uh, uh, okay. About uh, are they better? Are they closer to what Ladybug looks like? No, they were no. further. They were further. In fact, they were uh, they were big dogs. Yeah, they were like uh, American Eskimo dogs, Australian Shepherd, uh, no. Greyhound. There was uh, this. This dog can fit. It's. I'm just trying to tell our listeners. This dog is so small. It, there's no way that the DNA from that could be correct. No, she's only five pounds. So we. Uh, she's a baby. And yeah. by the way, the two first tests, neither any. They didn't coincide. No breeds coincided whatsoever in the first no, two tests. They were totally <laughs> different. So, animal radio veterinarian Dr. Debbie, she said, "I want blood. We take blood. We find out for sure." And of course, she has a good interest because we're all betting. Monopoly money on this, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually start. We thought it'd be a great radio bit, you know, for about two months or three months or four. Months. We didn't think it would last this long. No, we got the blood results back, and ladies and gentlemen, here is what we found. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. That's all you Don't have, Guido. Okay. <laughs> what kind of lame show has no drum roll? You guys, uh, you're fired. We need to work on that. <laughs> Uh, she comes back. Uh, she has three three different types of breeds in her. She has, uh, and first and foremost, a Parson Russell Terrier is her dominant. There you go. Parson that's Russell, so, sir. Didn't you tell me, Judy, that's also a Jack Russell Terrier? Yeah, Same just thing. Another, another name for mm-hmm. the Jack Russell, Russell Terrier. And we, uh, we actually believe that. Mm-hmm. And it also has... It. She also has Maltese and Miniature Pincher, which, of ah, course... that explains a lot of it. Was her my hips, guess. that makes... Yeah. yeah. That, her her hips, the confirmation of her, yes. when you Those look at hips. her, you can her see the Miniature Pincher. Back end, yep. <laughs> and her butt. So we know who's her daddy. We can officially uh, distribute the <laughs> Monopoly money now, except yes. we lost the list of who bet on what. So uh, there you I go. didn't name any of those breeds, so I know I'm not in there. Dr. Debbie might have the list. We're going to put this bit to end right now, and uh, we've decided we're just going to keep calling her Ladybug, the studio stunt wonder dog. Celebrating our connection with our pets.
from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget the whole gang is here. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims, Dr. Jim Humphreys, and Bobby's here. What are you working on? We got a couple of of fun summer items that are happening today uh, on the left-hand side of the country here. We'll give you details if you're hanging out in California in Orange County, what you can do with your dog for fun, or if you're up in the Pacific Northwest. Details for you and your pooches coming up in the news. And this whole half hour brought to you by Lucky Dog Cuisine. This is the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog here at Animal Radio. Fresh from the kitchens at uh, Lucky Dog Cuisine. Learn more at LuckyDogCuisine.com. Their phone number, 843-22-75900. How are you doing today, Doc? Hey, I'm doing better. Feeling much better here. (laughs) Don't you wish that the technology existed that if your animal was sick, you can just hold them up to the radio? (laughs) And Dr. Dr. Debbie could look at them? And say, hey, that I know what's wrong. Doesn't exist yet. Yeah, we're we're hoping on it. <laughs> but second best, this will work, won't it? It will. Yeah, a good descriptive term, um, some important background, and we can run with that. Absolutely. Who do you have on the phone there, Judy? I believe I have Justin on the phone for, for Doctor Debbie. Debbie. Okay. Yes. Hi, Justin. How you doing? What I you got going on today. Oh, we're staying indoors. It's raining pretty hard down here. Where you at? But, um, North Carolina, Elizabeth City. All right. I have a seven and a half month old English Springer Spaniel. Now, when he and uh, I have a little over half acre lot, and the lots are right next to each other, mm-hmm. so my neighbors are close. And when he was just a little pup, about a month old, he got used to my neighbor next door, and um, we kind of went over there back and forth here and there. But as he's gotten older. He sometimes feels like he can go over there whenever he wants. Oh, okay. And he avoids to come here, and it, and then I go to the point of come, and he still he'll still take off over there. And sometimes I have okay. to go over there and catch his attention and put him in a sit and then bring him back. Okay. Do you have a your yards? Are they wide open, or do you have fencing or walls? I don't have any fencing. It's just open. Okay, I guess that's just a Las Vegas thing. We all have walls out here. <laughs> we have stone walls, so each yard is individually separated. So, okay, so he is he allowed outside to do his business, and is he supervised at that time? Yeah, he. I, I'm always with him. I so mean, I, he doesn't him. have to be on a leash. He doesn't have to be on a leash or nothing when he does his business. Well, I don't know. I think that's where we're going to go here is because uh, obviously it's good that he likes the neighbor because we don't want a, you know, an unhappy neighbor or one that's afraid of him or that he's going to be aggressive to. But um, the, the leash and keeping him close to you is really part of the bargain here um, because there really is, if you're calling out and he's not listening, the reward of whatever he's doing, uh, looking for fun, being in the neighbor's yard, exploring, looking for snails, whatever it is, that reward is more fun than the idea of listening to your command. So I would suggest that we always are going to have to have him in a position where he cannot ignore you. And that means keeping him on a you know light leash. He doesn't have to be, you know, military style to your side. But we want to be able to correct him. Um, and it's kind of like when you see those little kids in the mall and they start running off on that little spongy leash. Um, <laughs> the parents can kind of reel them back in and they could stay out of harm's way. It's kind of the same thing here. Uh, if you say come and he doesn't listen, you just give a little quick 
correction, and then you can reel him in. Um, the problem is if there's no way of you correcting him and he can just keep on running around, there's no there's no sense of uh, command ex- expectations because he's just doing what he is enjoying. So that is going to be the really the biggest thing that I can tell you. And it's good that you can get him into a sit when he's starting to pay attention, but we really have yeah, to make he- sure we practice that. Yeah, he's got obedience training, and, like, in my backyard, I set up an agility course for him, and he does, like, crossovers and jumps and blah, blah, but it's just that something with that yard, and we'll also, when we're working out back, if he if he catches an eye on someone walking by, he'll take off out there, and then he skips oh, okay. that, and I yeah. have put on a 30-foot long, well, it's a cable, I never got a rope or nothing, but I, I hook that up to him sometimes when I'm out back working, where I'm not you know, always there. Okay. When he's on that, when I give him a command and a recall or whatnot, mm-hmm. he follows it. Okay. But when, when he knows he can get away. Yeah. And that's got to be... Yeah, and this is just a, it really does become a safety issue because if he is, if you don't have that control of vocal commands and he's, you know, wanting to run across the street, it really does become a health threat. So I really would start to look at some other ways we can work with him. Some pets respond very favorably to things like clicker training where you use a clicker and then you reward with an edible treat and you use that as part of your training process so that if he hears the clicker, if you're calling him, there's always kind of some positive reward with that. Um, I prefer that and positive reinforcement, keeping him close within your correction zone. Um, I would not know. I want to make sure we're talking about this. Is I do not recommend tethering dogs in the yard unattended. Um, it is not safe, and it definitely can create some anxiety for the pets. And even for some pets, it can lead to more aggressive tendencies. So um, work on that exercise. Keep him tired. Run this little <laughs> fella so that his legs are tired when he goes to bed at night because that will go a long way, too in him being more responsive to your commands. And I would say that there are folks that that do use electric collars, um, electric fencing, the invisible fencing, where you can try to maintain his environment, uh, which he's running. And all of those things may be appropriate for you. They may not. But um, there are options out there. Um, I personally am a veterinarian that uses electric collars. Uh, It's probably not all that common, but it is really important. And I know that I can just give a little jingle with the bell and my dogs will come running if there's a deer running in front of them. Um, So whatever works for your situation, I do think we're going to need to get a little bit more uh, control on the situation and really work on that positive reinforcement. So coming back to you is the most fun and not playing in the neighbor's yard. So hopefully that can help you out there. And those Springer Spaniels have a lot of energy. So I am glad to hear that you are working on the agility and um, the exercise training because that will go so far in helping with these behavioral things. This is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call here at 1-866-405-8405. Is Animal Radio Network. This is Animal Radio.
Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. The whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vinnie Penn. Uh, we don't know what he does. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He he has this dog behavior thing. If he can't correct your problem, he'll give you your money back. I promise. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims. She's off this weekend. She's uh, relaxing from the big Route 66 <laughs> She's tour. recuperating after adopting out all those animals. <laughs> and Bobby's here. Bobby's actually the only one that shows up every week, and usually about five Thank minutes you. before the show starts. Hey, I show up. Yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> what are you working like, on? Oh, I'm here. We got a couple of, of fun summer items that are happening today uh, on the left-hand side of the country here, the left coast, as I like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll give you details if you're hanging out in California in Orange County, what you can do with your dog for fun, or if you're up in the Pacific Northwest. Details for you and your pooches coming up in the news. Here's a hint. Bring your surfboard. Oh, yeah. Bring your bathing suits. How do you like my tan? I've been working on my tan for this. You call that tan? I could yeah. make a Michael Jackson joke, but it's just too soon. <laughs> yeah. It's like a tan in a bottle. It's all streaky, Hal. You need to, to fix that. Oh, honey. Go to, go to the spray. Judy, spray him. Yeah. That's not my tan. That's my hair. I'm a hairy guy. Uh-oh. Many strange things about Hale. That's scary. How's the Twitter going there, Bobby? You getting a lot of Twitter thingies happening? You know, I'm on Twitter. There's Dusty. Thank you so much. Chicago, time. Illinois. And I'm following him. Okay. Are you are you actually talking about animal? Are you tweeting back and forth now? What's actually happening? I, I, now we can. Now we absolutely can. And and he's right. He's got two thousand four hundred seventeen. Well, now two thousand four hundred eighteen followers, including me. If you want to follow Bobby, we get people. They call us all week long. They say, "How can we uh, follow Bobby's tweeting?" <laughs> There you go, Bobby Hill. Twitter, at Bobby Hill. It's that simple. And it's B-O-B-B-I-E. Apparently, some people don't know how to spell the female version of Bobby. But I get lots. Each and every week, I pick up more and more of our animal radio friends. Oh, good. They, they have found me, which is nice. So if you're in that whole social networking thing, uh, check in with Bobby. You guys could geek out together. I love it. One of my favorite people that decided to follow us. And it's got to be from Animal Radio. Boobies in Boise. It's a hamburger stand. Oh, yes. Boobies in Boise. We want to thank our affiliate KQFX in uh, Boise, Idaho for that, listener. They're fabulous. Yeah. Bobby, of course, you took Thursday off this week to do the uh, flight line at the San Diego Zoo. Is it the Wild Animal Park? It is. Are you ready? Yes. San Diego Zoo's Wild Animal Park, located in scenic San Pasqual Valley, Ah. just just east of Escondido. Ah. And you'll know that from the... um, Eric Clapton, J.J. Kale album, Road to Escondido. <laughs> you know, with you, everything relates it's, it's yeah. a song somehow. I'm telling you, I can always get a rock and roll sub-reference in there easily. <laughs> okay, so you went on this ride, which was like, uh, what, do you hang on a... It's a, like a, a zip line. A, a zip line? It's a zip yeah. line. And the thing that was funny, you have, these are very popular in, in other parts of the world. This is two-thirds of a mile. It is the longest one in North America. Very safely operated by the folks at the Wild Animal Park. You take off from 400 feet above the valley. I soared over little baby rhino and the mama rhino. Also water buffaloes who look up at you as you are soaring overhead. And they're just shaking their big heads. Going like, Are you insane? And, of course, you answer yes as you zoom overhead. There's giraffes. There are... You can see all kinds of gazelles and antelopes, and it is just so much fun. I got to ride it twice. 
And you videotaped it. Yeah. You vi- yeah. I wore helmet cam. Okay, and we have Which that. Which was funny. <laughs> Do you mind if I post that up at our website and at YouTube? Please put the people. I mean, people would like to see this. It's from my perspective, obviously, so it's on top of my head. And it's very enjoyable. And all you hear is whoosh. Whoosh. Sounds peaceful. Sounds very nice. We'll actually link to it from AnimalRadio.com and put all the information how you can write it. And it's green. Ed Begley Jr. would write it. He would love it. He would love it. We're going to actually link to it. We'll put the video of Bobby doing this. uh, Not once, but twice. So nice she did it twice. We'll put it up at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Whether it be an iguana, a kitty, a chia pet in my case. Which I find (laughs) actually one of the animals that I can keep healthy. We're celebrating our pets. You may be new to Animal Radio. If you are, well, welcome. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. We have Dr. Debbie uh, accounted for. She, is Hello. She, oh, hey. How, how are you doing there? Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, working his way into the studio. Vinnie Penn. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Susan. Susan is uh, she's our travel gal. She's off this week. We're letting her take it off because she, she's had a busy past six weeks going across the Route 66 on her big adoption tour. In hot temperature. Oh, yes, it was very hot. About 15 percent hotter than normal across that area of the country. But uh, they adopted out lots of animals. Many new animals got their forever homes. And kudos to Susan. She's taking a little R and R now. Hasn't she just had six weeks of R and R? Oh, this is <laughs> she deserves. Leave her alone. Uh, Bobby's working on a news story right now. Apparently, there's an explanation for the crop circles in Tasmania. And we believe, yes, we believe that it may be wallabies hopped up on opiates. The details on the way. You know, we have yet another explanation for crop circles. This one from the land of the Tasmanian devil. I kid you not. From down under, I'll have all the details coming up in the news. Also, a big weekend for events. A lot of things happening. East Coast, West Coast for animals. And we'll have... uh, all the details with that in a few minutes. Let's answer your calls right now at one 405 8405 We have Glee on the phone. Hi, Glee. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. What's on your mind? I have got a couple questions for Dr. Debbie about my baby parakeets. Well, hi, have we talked to you before, Glee? Yeah, you have. And I thought, I you, thought you sounded familiar. Absolutely. Well, what do you got going on now? Okay, um... One of the oldest ones is perfectly fine. There's not a thing wrong with it. He's, they're almost a, um, almost a month old now. My littlest one, he is having trouble with his eating. His crop gets swollen. Okay. And what can I do for that when he gets okay. swollen like that? Now, is, I'm go ahead, tell me what kind of food he's too. eating. Right, he's eating and I'm hand-feeding too Okay, because he's underweight. Okay. And he is eating on his own? Does he pick up the food normally and is he... Um, he's not eating on his own yet. Okay. 
Okay. Well, one of the big things when we have a crop that's not emptying, and we got to talk about bird anatomy a little bit, because birds have this nice little pouch on kind of the right side of their neck where they store their food right. temporarily until it hits their stomach area. So we can actually see that. For reals, for reals they have a place on the, on the, the side where they, what, seed? They put seed in there? Well, it's as they're swallowing, the food kind of sits there as a temporary little uh, holding place. I have it's that. not so much like a pouch. Well, that's Is it like a big belly? <laughs> and they call that the crop. The crop, yeah. So, oh, okay. And this is where the food and, and liquid just kind of sit for a while before they go through the digestive process. So in a baby bird... When we have a crop that's not emptying fully or not emptying as we would expect on time, right. that can give us some concerns about not only health problems, but also some environmental things. So some of the first things we always look at is the temperature of the feeding formula, and we make sure that that is warm enough yeah, and that the consistency is warm. Okay, what temperature do you have it at? Um, actually, I can tell by whenever I put, you know, because I'll, tested on my hand and if it feels too hot then I know that I've got it a little bit too warm I don't actually take a temperature of it Okay, well, that's kind of taking things to the next step where we can actually get um, temperatures and do you have an incubator station or do you just kind of have a, a set cage to the side I have a uh, little nesting box for them and everything like that Nothing, okay. no incubator station or anything Okay, so the big things that I would say is we're going to need to make sure that this birdie is healthy. And do you see the crop empty out completely at any time, or is there still some residual food in there? There is a few times that I've noticed that it is emptying out. Whenever I hand feed it, when the mommy feeds it, then it seems like then is when the baby, I can see the seeds in it, and I'll massage it a little bit. I saw on the Internet where you're supposed to massage it. Mm-hmm. And I do massage it, but it just doesn't seem like that seed that she's given her, you know, the seed they're giving her, doesn't seem like it's wanting to go down. Okay. Yeah. And the, now the first thing with a baby that has this kind of problem is because these little guys can go downhill very quickly, I would advise having this baby checked. And I usually take a sample from the crop. We look at that for um, parasites. Um, we look for yeast, bacteria, things that can cause um, an infection in that area and delay crop emptying. So that would be a very important thing that I would do. And then making sure we're keeping our body temperature up, um, the formula up. And then if necessary, we even will do something called crop gavage to kind of help kind of loosen things up in that crop if we think they're not emptying out normally. Those things you may need to work with a veterinarian with um, just so we can make sure we're proceeding along the right path um, and to make sure we're not missing something else that could be going on with this baby. Um, So it sounds like you've got quite the breeding operation there. Now, I have another question about this little baby. He's a fighter, but his one leg... He, whenever I touch it, or he, try, I try to move it. He can't even get his head raised up, but he'll flop around with his wings. Because mm, okay. he had broken his leg somehow before, you know, while he was being hatched or something like that. 
It's possible, but in, in what the, the thing that jumps out to me is we could very well have a nutritional problem in this baby, and there's right. a, a whole bunch of different deficiencies we can run into, but one in particular called rickets, where there's a vitamin D deficiency, can cause weak bones, where the birds will be kind of even wobbly when they walk around, almost uh-huh. looking drunk, but they can either have deformities or even fractures that develop from um, low vitamin D. So it is really important that not only the baby be on a good diet, but that the mom is on a good diet. And we would prefer to be on a pelleted diet um, because seed diets are nutrient poor for birds. I've got the pelleted, like you had said before. I've got the pelleted started on them. And I've got them to eat a little bit of parsley. Mm -hmm. And that's about as far as the the vegetables that they'll go. They will eat um, some ground oatmeal, too, at times. Okay. All right. Well, and the other thing I was going to say, Glee, is that I want to make sure that these babies are get on, on a solid surface um, because well, especially at this point in the game, it might be a little late in bone development. But when you have your new babies, we want to make sure they're on a non-slip surface so that we can avoid some of these joint problems that can develop in these babies. And, uh, wow, it sounds like you're, you've got quite the uh, breeding establishment there, Glee. And thank you so much for your, your calls. We appreciate you listening to the show and give those little baby birds a kiss from Dr. Debbie. Give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. I learned so much from this show. Crop <laughs> garbage. It sounds like a, 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 something you'd order at a French restaurant. <laughs> I have the crop appetizer and the garbage entree. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is David Fry on Animal Radio. I want you to think about this. It's much more important what we learn from our dogs than what we teach them. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds can win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911 today. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for 
Disney's Baby Einstein has created classic cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your classic cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. This is Animal Radio. Hey, it's Vinny Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio with your party animal segment. just want to read a little something off to you that I got. I took my daughter to an art show, to an outdoor festival this weekend, and they had all sorts of different events. Uh, I stopped by one booth, and they had this great brochure, Greyhounds as Pets, a great pet for all, with, of course, great being spelled G-R-E-Y-T. And this is from Pups Without Partners, which is a greyhound adoption program. I thought it was very cool because they're really bullet-pointed why greyhounds are the, a, a great dog to get. They're the only dog mentioned in the Bible. That's the first thing they lead off with. It's biblical. There are biblical implications. If Jesus does return and you have a greyhound, you're saved. I like that they started with that. Good with well-behaved children is the second one. What if your son is like my son, Luke? Uh, should I not get a greyhound? Good with well-behaved children? Luke is not well-behaved. Chances are he's going to want to ride the greyhound. Um, he will want to box with him. Uh, so, I, you know, well-behaved children. Maybe I should talk to them about rewriting this uh, brochure. But no, actually, a lot of the other points were great. They're good with other pets, very intelligent, clean, low maintenance. I know a lot the shedding issue is big for a lot of people. Very used to human contact. And they can never wear flea collars or run loose, which I thought was, was interesting. It says, greyhounds have been raised with their litter mates and crave attention and affection. By nature, they are calm, laid back, and there were a few there, and it is true. A beautiful, beautiful dog. I don't think I've ever seen a greyhound outside of the bus up close and, and personal before. It is a beautiful dog. It says they can live to be between 12 and 15 years old. And uh, the Adopt-A-Greyhound, this, this program here says, we've been very successful and have a 100% adoption rate since we began in 1995. That's over 10 years of getting these uh, pups without partners partnered up i'm from connecticut but if you do want to check it out it's at www.pupswithoutpartners.org i'm just really stuck on the good with well-behaved children yeah i couldn't get luke my son luke really just ruined greyhounds for our house <laughs> Vinny pen party animal on animal radio it's animal radio one 405 Guido playing the Pet Shop Boys there. Didn't PETA ask the Pet Shop Boys to actually change their name? Change yes. Their... I don't remember what they wanted to do. Well, they felt Pet Shop didn't lead to the uh, adoption right. thing. Adopt Shop Boys. Sometimes I don't know. I'm embarrassed of PETA. <laughs> what are they up to now? We just found out last week. Oh, you got to help me with this. That was the thing with um, Obama and the fly? Oh, yes. He's, he's oh, that was so crazy. Crazy, yes. crazy stuff. No. one 405 to talk to Dr. Debbie, Vlade, Vinny, Joy Turner, Susan Sims, or Bobby. Bobby's working on some new story now about, uh, well, about do you let your dogs into bed with you, your cats into bed with you? Apparently, many of us do. Yes. I do. I do. Vlade says we shouldn't do it. Dr. Debbie doesn't do it. I'm the minority, yep. <laughs> well, according to the statistics, you're a majority 
But we're going to do our own little survey here. I believe we have uh, Ron on the phone. Hey, Ron, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Do you let your pets into bed with you? No, I don't. Uh, uh, well, let me take it back. My wife lets the cat in bed. <laughs> I, knew <laughs> I knew it. And what what happens when that happens? Do you get ticked off? Oh no! But but the cat's never been outside. Cat's never been out. Okay. Indoor cat. That's okay. Indoor cats can get into the bed. And there's usually a soft a family member in the equation, someone who allows the rules to kind of break a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah. Now what what about when you want to get intimate with your wife? Do you tell her the cat's got to go? Yeah, we put him out, out the door. Put him out the door. <laughs> see, see, the same thing happens for cats as it does for dogs. Vladi got this email just a few minutes ago about this. What do you do when your dog is there and you want to yeah. get friendly with your wife? I know you called to talk to Dr. Debbie. She's right here turning red. You should Hell see is rambling here. <laughs> okay, well, here's my question. Uh, I, I also have a dog that's about one year old. He's half lab and half chow. Okay. And, uh, you, you know, like all dogs, you know, he gets fleas. And mm-hmm. my question is, uh, like, I started noticing some places on me, on my skin. Can the fleas get on you? And if so, how do you, what do you, what, what can you do to get rid of them? Okay, yeah. And fleas definitely can bite people. Um, and just as well, fleas can find any warm-blooded creature in the area. So um, your cat, even though your cat doesn't go outside, could even have fleas that the dog uh, might bring indoors. And I guess that's the other question is, does your dog spend time indoors or is he strictly outside? Both. Okay. So, yeah, if he's go- going between those environments, then your home could potentially have fleas. So, yeah. Now, usually when people get bitten, we're talking there's a much heavier infestation because a lot of times the dogs and cats are just lower to the ground. They're an easier source. So the big thing is we'd want to first identify if we have fleas. Um, if you're in an area where um, there's a lot of humidity in the south, what, what state are you in there? Kentucky. Oh, yeah, you're in flea country, definitely. Now, so that means that fleas can really thrive in that moist, humid, warm, outdoor summer environment. So this is peak season for fleas. So what we want to do is I want to have you check your pets, and I want you to kind of flip back the hair along their backs, preferably right above the tail area. And we want to look for those little crawling critters that are either brown or even red in color, or we're going to look for their flea excrement, uh, what we call flea dirt. And it looks like pepper. If you see that along that area in particular, then you got fleas. And if you got fleas, we need to start an integrated approach to treating your pets and maybe even the environment because fleas only spend a small amount of time on the pet. In fact, about only 5% of their life is spent on the animal. The rest of the time, they're living in your couch, on your carpets, in your bed, and in the home environment. So that is where that we're going to also have to work on things. So yes, if we have fleas, I want to get your babies on both a kitty safe product and a dog product. And they are not the same. And that is one of the most important things that we want to talk about with flea control is that there's very different products for dogs and cats, and you have to follow the rules on that. The other thing is that I'm going to have you start working on the indoor environment. Vacuuming is one of the biggest things you can do to help flea populations inside. Vacuuming, laundering the pet's um, bedding areas, or even your own bed, those things, those are the sources where they like to live. So we want to remove the source in the environment 
and treat the pet. And in some cases, then we'll also have to use a kind of a barrier treatment, uh, something like a spray or a fogger in the home. But my preference is to start with the pet and with environmental cleanup if we can and try to avoid a lot of pesticides in the home. But yeah, and I'm not a human doctor, but if you've got bumps and you've got fleas on your pets, it's certainly a possibility and we could kind of make that stretch. But, you know, don't get me in trouble with the human medical boards and treating you. Oh, I mean, is there something you can put on yourself or like a lotion or something? Now, that you'll probably have to ask as far as like a soothing type thing. You're going to have to talk to your your human doctor. But if it is flea bites that you have, there's nothing that's going to stop that. And that time they spend on you is so minimal in the scheme of things that I would not say pesticides for the human are ever, ever indicated. We need to treat the source for fleas. That's the most important thing. But you might want to get your little rash checked out by uh, your physician just to make sure that it's not anything else. You know, if it is a flea type thing, I, I, I can help you and I can direct you there. But if it's something else, then I'm going to probably pass you off to the old MDs at the quick care. <laughs> Although Hal always says, you know, he tries to get me to treat him all the time for those <laughs> you coughs. Know, and You know so much, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I put that front line on him. That's good stuff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually Frontline Plus it has um, it has two different types of components. So it has something that kills the adults, and it also has what we call an insect growth regulator. So that's something that kills the immature forms, so that you get that life cycle, and it's not just killing those few adults that are on the individual pet. So yeah, that's a very good product. And if you're using that, I would want to make sure you're using other environmental controls as well. Yeah, you can't so. use that just alone. You need to take care of the carpet and uh, any any place they're bedding and wash it and all that stuff. It's kind of a hassle, but uh, once you get rid of them uh, and you have the front line on, they'll stay away for a long time. They will, but the interesting thing is as long as that dog goes outdoors, you have the potential for reinfection. So a lot of times people say, I've been trying these things and the fleas aren't going away. And we have to remember that anytime an animal goes outside, they are being exposed potentially to fleas in their different forms and they can reinfest the home. So we got to keep this as a continual thing and if you're in Kentucky area you're not going to be away from fleas it's going to be pretty much a battle through these uh, different seasons so say just the carpet I mean like we don't have carpet we have floors uh, wood floors well yeah and it's vacuuming is really a matter of just pulling up those different eggs in the immature larval forms. So you're going to vacuum. You're going to throw away the vacuum bag and empty that regularly. You're going to launder throw rugs. You're going to wash pet bedding and pet beds, as well as your own beds and and comforters. That's a continual thing, and you want to keep that up on a regular basis. It's not just a one-time thing. You do that on a regular basis to kind of keep the environment load of these immature flea forms down to a minute. Mom. So, it's, it's a lot of work, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, his, like, uh, his bedding and stuff, how, how often should you wash that? Once a month? Or? You know, I'm a fan of once a week. Some people might say once enough would be enough, but I, I like to keep up with that because I think there's a lot of potential for reinfestation. We don't want to bring in those new adult forms. So, uh, yeah, I, I do that weekly. Okay. So, yeah. Your, your wife will be mad at me. Not only are we going to tell her to kick the cat out of the bedroom, we're going to tell her she's got to wash more. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, hey, I definitely appreciate it, and you have a nice day. 
All right. Thank you so much for your call and uh, common problems, fleas, and the concerns. Everyone's battling it. Dog, cat lover, or even bunny rabbit owner. I see it all there. It's, all, it's just being warm-blooded. That's all, that's all you got to be, right? Absolutely. Warm-blooded? So lawyers yeah. are pretty much, they're, they're immune to this. They're right? exempt, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Does your dog ignore you? Does he just sit there when you call his name? Well, there's a possibility he doesn't know his name. Seems obvious, but it's not when you think that both of you speak a different language, and a lot of the time, owners combine the dog's name with a command, leaving the dog to think his name could possibly be, Toby, get out of that garbage right now. Experts say dog training for names should start when you first bring the dog home, but it's never too late. Teach your dog his name by saying his name and giving him a treat or a toy. His name should always be a positive thing, and experts advise not combining the name when reprimanding him. Within a week, you should get the respect you've been missing from a very attentive dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Pet food manufacturer Nutro issued a statement regarding last month's recall of dry cat food. The company's statement detailed the excessive levels of zinc in the food mark best if used by May 12, 2010 and August 22, 2010. The company insisted they received no complaints from consumers and that the recall was voluntary. Lisa Wade McCormick of ConsumerAffairs.com said Neutro's claim of no complaints is flat-out wrong and says the website received over 800 complaints. The company said cat owners should watch for symptoms of diarrhea, vomiting, or loss of appetite while insisting they were not under investigation by the FDA. California is known for its scenic beaches, beautiful mountains, and god-awful traffic jams. But Bay Area CHP officers were a little surprised on a recent morning when they received a number of calls to report a sea lion pup walking around the traffic lanes of Oakland's 880 freeway. That's not a good place, honey. The San Jose Mercury News reported the young pup was rescued, taken to the Marine Mammal Center in Sausalito, where it will remain until released. CHP officer Peter Van Eckert said, quote, There are some estuaries around the Coliseum. That'd be the Oakland Coliseum. It must have come up the bay in one of them and came out one of the drainage canals, end quote. Hey, summer means fun for you and your pooch. Today, that would be July 11th, you can head west to Huntington Beach, California for the first annual Surf and Paws Dog Jam. Wow. The event runs until 4 this afternoon. It benefits the Orange County Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Judy, what do you have to do with this? I, some stuff yes, I, I was Good able to, to solicit some celebrities and got some items for auction. You wrangled stuff from yeah. celebrities? Right. Like what kind of stuff? Well, we, uh, Purina is donating a surfboard. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, our friend, Ed Begley Jr., is donating uh, his video and his book, Autographed Copies. Oh, very cool. Did you get something from uh, that cartoonist? Yeah, Lee Rubes, who does Lee Rubin, who does oh, the yeah. Rubes cartoon. Yeah. He did a yes. color still autographed. Oh, cool. And also, uh, Nancy Cartwright, who voices Bart, we got a copy of mm-hmm. a Bart cartoon autographed by Nancy Cartwright. Oh, very cool. So that's yeah. all part of the auction. You rock. Yeah. Oh, cool. Happening. Today, at four until 4 this afternoon, Huntington Beach, California, the Surf and Paws Dog Jam. Come on out and have fun. If you happen to be in the Pacific Northwest, you can check out Poochapalooza. It's happening in Marysville, Washington. There will be a canine freestyle dancing contest, a canine good citizen test, 
the wackiest pet trick, the best kisser, as well as the celebrity look-alike contest. So there's your surfing fun for today and your poochapalooza, just in case you wanted to go out and have fun on a Saturday with your dog. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think without bankruptcy, and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential, and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with us, Vladi, of course. Uh, your drink looks purple today. <laughs> what, what's with that? Uh, you know, I add today, added today some different herbs from mm. China and some from Japan. You know, I need to keep myself young, healthy, <laughs> and true. smart. Today, adding something for being smart on the show. As you may see, today I'm performing really well. That's related to that uh, particular herb. And don't ask me recipe. It's not going to help you anyway. I noticed that. I noticed that you were you were very sharp today. Still talking about yourself in the third person, but you're very sharp. You're on it. Your answers with all the uh, the listeners uh, are on top of it. They're quick. Uh, so I want whatever you're drinking. I want some of that. Yep. Uh, Judy help. told me. <laughs> Judy told yeah. me in the break. It's not going to help you. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> listen, I, I I would like to ask. I, I know it's uh, we're right now. We have a free time and nobody's hearing us and. Uh, um, you know, just would like to ask about uh, what is uh, what is your Chihuahua's name? I always keep forgetting. Ladybug. Ladybug. Yeah, let's talk about Ladybug and let's maybe talk about Judy a little bit. Uh-oh. You know, guys. Yeah, you know, you know, guys. Uh, my uh, international experience, and you know, I working. I've been working in five countries around the world for 27 years. What I see, the people picking the search and breeds for themselves for reason. People are getting pets. Not as a supplementary to their personalities. They're picking the partners, human partners, that way, which we can talk uh, in another show. But the pets they are getting as a reflection of their own. If you would look at the people on the streets who are walking dogs, just uh-huh. take attentive look at the person and at the dog. And you will see they're such resemble each other. And the more they live in each other, yeah. Are you I, talking I see about that. physical or the way they act? Both. 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 I mean, uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes you see bull mastiff and you look at that lady, you see the same thing. So, whatever. <laughs> see the bulldog man and he, he looks like. Ma- see, muscular people getting the muscular dog. I mean, back uh-huh. in Russia, uh-huh. you know, back in Russia, mafia always were picking 
put uh, bill, uh, bull terriers and pit bull Big terriers. Dogs, yeah. You know, th those two breeds, because in Russia we say don't have a revolver, have pit bull, bull terrier. But, uh, you know, people getting Maltese or Poodles and things like this for, for the reason. Let's talk about uh, Chihuahua's personalities and Judy's personality, and I hope... Hale will help me out to sort it out because you know her a little bit more than me. We've been um, working together for a long time. I'm not asking time. how many at least you're working. So you know her a little bit better because I know Judy probably for a few years just. Uh, Chihuahua has the weakest and strongest point. Now let's look if the Judy have, ha has those points. <laughs> okay. What is, <laughs> what is the strongest Chihuahua's point? Loyalty. Yep. Yes, that's for sure. This is the little creature with the big heart, with the big eyes, and with the big heart. She's so loyal and fearless. Uh huh. Uh, do we see this this trait in Judy Hill? Well, she's she is very loyal. She doesn't loyal. get paid here at Animal Radio, of course. But I show up every week. But she shows up every week. <laughs> fearless? <laughs> is she fearless? I don't put myself in enough. Bobby, what do you think? Hey. Bobby doesn't think she's fearless. Yeah, I don't put myself out there to to test that. So I really don't know. No, I, I know you. Safe. I know. <laughs> I know you are very politically correct, but the Vlad is famous for testing the freedom of speech in this country to the large extent. You so, really are. Yeah, I really do. I really do. That's probably people like me. Some, most likely some hate, but I forgot to ask them. How we say in Russia, I'm not in the business to extend anybody's level of stupidity. Humans or dogs, I'm not going to buy the drinks for everyone. Anyway, so back to the Judy. And you always help try to switch it to the business type. Oh, she's coming to the... She's your wife. And uh, long ago, you told me somehow in a mystery at the same time. So... Uh, uh, so uh, she was loyal to you, uh, faithful to you. That's what that's what important for me to know, and I know she did. Now let's talk about her weakest point of Chihuahua. Chihuahuas can be snappy, bitchy, and uh, overprotective um, when the strangers comes in and barking, uh -huh. and they just get used to one people's uh, few people, and they hate when you change any environment. They change <laughs> when you bring the dog to when you bring them to different environment or meet different people. They're uh -huh. very, very good in one house and very good with one person. Do you see the same thing in you, Judy? No, I'm going to have to say not. I like meeting people. I like different environments. I'm not. I, I'm not like that at all. <laughs> yeah, very interesting because in most of the cases that goes uh, side by side, but it's mm -hmm. okay. At least at least, uh, you know, a little bit we have a similarity. But Just an, a little an little, yes. Is little. But on the opposite side, you pick the partner in your life who is totally opposite to you. And yes. that's, what in, that's what how we are picking our partners. It should be completely... Yeah. So let me talk about who is that, what is the breed is opposite to Chihuahua would be. Vladi's personality, like I said, is larger than the world. Uh, I'm more than just a dog trainer because every time when I come to the people's home to fix the problems, I start with the fixing people and their relationship. I'm, I'm more like a doctor feel of the dog training because I need to put the people on my side and it's a very hard task and sometimes it's, you know, I need to change the whole family environment and put the family together before one can start to work with the people. 
expats, especially when you meet Polish men, for instance, who, who <laughs> thinks he knows everything. And it's Sorry. becoming a big problem. So anyway, I uh, just would like to let you know, so I really love Chihuahuas, as a matter of fact. I'm, sometimes I make fun of it, but they, they could be great, and they are great pets. She they're, is. They're She's only, the best. The only thing is they need to be early socialized and mm. trained. We know, Judy, about yes, that. Yes, we're working on uh, it. She's doing well. Very interesting. We described today your personality, Chihuahua's personalities, and uh, the next time... Well, what does that talk. say about you, Vladi? You have a German Shepherd. I'm German Shepherd. German Shepherd is the on the mission. The German Shepherd's personality is the people who... Uh, would be great match to working for police department, for FBI, for KGB. Those people who doesn't take anything on the face, face value. They're not Democrats, for sure. They're not Republicans. Uh -huh. They stay aloof. They stay aside. They see the picture uh, from above. And uh, when the time to make the decisions, they are lunging and dashing with the speed of the nuclear reaction. That's um, you. That's me. I'm uh, preparing myself very long for the, the move. And once I'm ready, I go. I, I'm type of the person who can burn the candle, how you say in America. At, at both with, ends. On both ends. Thank yep. you for teaching. I sometimes learn new phrases and English as I speak. Vladi, <laughs> the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is on Animal Radio. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their lucky dog. Lucky dog cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from lucky dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit luckydogcuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. Luckydogcuisine.com. That's luckydogcuisine.com. Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We've settled over $150 million of debt. Call right now for a free consultation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. Call 1-888-551-7788. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole dream team of experts 
They're here. 1-866-405-8405. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, preparing his uh, drink. Yes, my tea is, uh, I'm brewing it right now. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Hi, Kathy. This is Dr. Debbie. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. And what kind of critters do you have? I have a nine-year-old yellow lab, and we have noticed, it's been about five years now, but he limps, and um, we had him x-rayed at the vets. We did, like, full x-rays on all his shoulders and stuff. We were concerned that he had either arthritis or he had, you know, some joints out of whack or whatever. Um, but they couldn't see anything. They came up unfounded. And we were just wondering, we had heard about chiropractors working on dogs mm-hmm. and we yeah. know that maybe that this is a possibility that this could be his spine and not his actual leg or shoulder. Okay, yeah. So it's just his front end that's causing him problem? Yeah, he's, um, we walk him like every other day and then in the summertime he does, you know, swimming and stuff. Fabulous exercise, good for any kind of pet with a joint problem, so I endorse that. So he's he's limping, and they they have or they have not localized it to the shoulder. Are they just suspicious it's the shoulder? Have they looked at the elbow? Um, they did full x-rays. Okay. So you've got oh. a radioactive dog right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. So if they've done all of that and, and they're fairly comfortable, they're not finding anything orthopedically, um, the one reason I was just backing up with elbows is because Labradors and elbow dysplasia are very common. And um, that's something that's not always early on. It's not very apparent by x-rays. With time, it generally shows up and you see some really arthritic-looking elbows. Um, but, yeah, I, I would kind of share your concerns. If we can't find anything x-ray-wise in this mature doggy, then I would be considering maybe we need to look at the neck area because definitely dogs can have a problem with intermittent limping and pain and even favoring a particular leg, and it can be driven by a pinched nerve um, or a disc problem in the neck. So um, you may or may not need to make a choice to go on to a a chiropractor at this point. We might just be as simple as saying, let's look at that spine with an um, x-ray and evaluate that. And that can be done at your general veterinary office. Um, if they felt there's something that needed to be looked at more, then we might go to a veterinary neurologist that they can look at that kind of thing a little bit more in detail. But um, have you tried any uh, remedies up to this point, any kind of uh, joint supplements, any kind of medications? No, no, we haven't. Um, the only, he's, he's also got separation anxiety, so the only medication <laughs> he's ever been on is uh, amitriphaline. <laughs> okay, so. yeah, just to help kind of ease those little ease nerves a little bit. <laughs> Well, the the big things that I want to make sure that, you know, as you're kind of deciding where you're going to go with things, is I want to make sure we keep your baby in good weight, because that's a big important thing when we're dealing with aches and pains in an older pet. Um, and if you don't already have them on a glucosamine supplement, by all means, let's get them on one. Um, because I firmly believe in that. I got my aerobics knee from my college days, and I believe in glucosamine, and I see great responses with pets with um, low-grade arthritis and pain uh, being on glucosamine supplements. Um, and then if, if we needed to try something else, you know, acupuncture is a great thing as well. Um, but, you know, it's kind of helpful if we have a, a little bit more of a firm diagnosis before we continue to talk about other therapies that you have. So right, I'd, right. Get, I'd definitely get your baby's neck looked at and, and see if that might be uh, another direction we need to look at. All right, excellent. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Kathy. Thank you so much for the call. This is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call here at one 405 8405 Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA, and when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. 
you're just joining us this hour, Bobby Hill explained last hour about the crop circles. Where was it? Crop circles where in the U.K.? Down under. No. Down under. I'm sorry. Totally wrong end of the globe. Uh, I'm sorry. And I should know because of the story. Southern Southern Hemisphere, Tasmania. Think Tasmanian devil in all the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yes. Well, there actually is Tasmania. And that's one of the few places on earth where you can legally grow poppies. Okay. It's done under very strict circumstances and control because they're used legally to make painkillers like morphine and heroin. But you got to grow it somewhere. Sure. Okay, so they're growing it in Australia. And then what, what's mm-hmm. happening down there? I don't Tasmania. know. I don't get the, I, Tasmania. Tasmania, not Australia. Tasmania. And Tasmania is famous for not only it's Tasmanian devils, they have wallabies. Okay. Wallabies are herbivores. Sure. So they're poppies eating these herb. How does that explain the crop circles? They get baked on the poppies and they go around in circles because they're high as a kite. Then they fall down, literally ah. creating crop circles. Oh my oh. gosh! That's I shed you not. This is the truth. Very weird story there. Hey, yes. how would you like Thank to you. spend the summer in Australia? Not okay. Tasmania, but Australia mm-hmm. at a koala right sanctuary or a wallaby rehab center. Oh, gosh, that'd be so <gasps> that'd awesome. Be fun. Doesn't that sound like a great yes. vacation yes. volunteering? Yes. I mean, if you go out and help these people, they'll send you there free. I think that's the story. I wanted to get them on the phone. We have, Don't be wrong, Hal. Yeah, you know how I am. Dina Jones, she's the program director for the World Society for the Protection of Animals, WSBA. How are you doing, Dina? I'm doing fine. I see here a list of what would be wonderful vacations for me where people can volunteer uh, everywhere from the Bahamas to Kenya to uh, Guatemala and Greece working on different animal related projects tell us what is this all about and am I in the wrong job obviously (laughs) no kidding well I'm with the World Society for the Protection of Animals and we have a network around the world of over a thousand member societies these are anywhere from little humane societies to very large advocacy groups And one of the things that we thought we could do to help all of these groups is to offer up to Americans and other people who are fortunate enough to be able to travel the opportunity to do some hands-on work while they're out there having fun and exploring all these exotic places. So we put together a listing of some animal volunteer opportunities that are available. We have 30 different countries represented right now on the website. And uh, the website is CompassionateTravel.org. That's CompassionateTravel.org. Okay, I'm looking at some of this here. I see that in Kenya, you have an elephant sanctuary or monkey conservation project. Now, I've always wanted to uh, hang with monkeys or elephants for a little while. What, tell me, what, what is the project and how could I get involved? And what would my out-of-pocket costs be? Yeah. Right. Well, these different opportunities, they vary. Some of them are like package deals, package tours, like you would take going anywhere. And you spend some of your time doing tourist kind of adventures and some of your time doing hands-on work. And and other, so for those, they definitely have a cost associated. Sure. Typically, people make their own travel arrangements, and then included in the package deal would be the lodging and the food and then the in-country travel. The other examples that we have on our website, so there's both those, and then there are other examples that 
It's completely free, but you have to get there. For example, we have a donkey sanctuary in Aruba. That's one of our member societies called the Donkey Sanctuary of Aruba. And um, there's no cost, but you have to get there and you have to arrange your own lodging, your own food, that sort of thing. So you can either do a package deal and have somebody arrange it for you, or you can get there yourself and just show up and do some volunteer work. And what will I do? How will I be helping the donkeys there? Yeah, well, most of these things involve feeding animals, helping to clean out their uh, enclosures. In some cases, you might be working with some tourists and some visitors. You might be helping with facilities maintenance. You might go into the local market to purchase the food and help prepare the food. You might bathe the animals. Everything you normally do, Hal. Well, I'm looking at this list, though. You have the Pink River Dolphin Conservation or Humpback Whale Conservation Project. What would you do in that kind of situation? There are some that are a little more environmental than they are animal welfare. And those would be like, uh, we have a couple different on the list. There's some turtle projects. And as you mentioned, there's things with whales and dolphins. Those tend to be more of... um, taking observations, making, uh, monitoring the animals with the turtle ones, and I think we have three or four different turtle ones on there. That means patrolling beaches at night to make sure that the eggs aren't poached and to um, document when the little uh, turtles come out of the, the, um, the shell and the, the hatchlings make it down to the, to the water. So that tends to be a little more conservation-oriented. Most of the ones on the website are working in sanctuaries or shelters. Mm. Very exciting. What a great idea and alternative to summer camp. What would you say the median age is? Well, some of them don't. Uh, some of them don't like to take uh, young people younger than 17. So I generally say it's, it's about 17 on up. I think most of the young people do this. But I'd also like to mention there's a lot of uh, empty nesters and retirees that tend to do, do this kind of thing. So I'd say it is the young and then the middle-aged. It, the family-type people generally, when they take their family vacations, don't do volunteer work. So I'd say it's the young people and then 60-plus. Opening, mind expanding experience. What a great feeling. Yeah. Let me get out the website. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think a lot of people are concerned about travel right now because of your carbon footprint. So if you are going to travel and you're environmentally minded, hey, give something back while you're there. That that makes all the difference. There you go. Exactly. The website www.wspa-usa.org. Or you can go to CompassionateTravel.org. We'll list both both of those websites at AnimalRadio.com. Dina, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Fun stuff. What a, what a gig. Yeah. I like it. That's all we have time for today. Remember, everything you've heard on today, everything at AnimalRadio.com. And, of course, you can get in touch with us all week long at one 405 8405 or email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. That's all we have time for. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Have a great week. This is Animal Radio Network.